Welcome to the Business Mastermind Podcast with business strategist, speaker, and author, Gavin Preston. Tap into this meeting of minds between everyday business people on their journey to master business growth. Join them as they share strategies, insights, and shortcuts to help you survive and thrive in business and life as you scale your business and achieve a bigger impact. In this episode of the Business Mastermind, we tap into the mind of marketing expert and strategy Kelly Teasdale. After an international career in PR and marketing with big names such as AstraZeneca, Coca-Cola and Johnson & Johnson, Kelly has turned her expertise and her skills and talent to helping countless small and medium-sized business owners transform their own marketing. So Kelly and I discuss how businesses can go round and round in circles and waste money with their marketing and what they need to do differently, and also the importance of doing really good market research by simply picking up the phone and speaking to prospective customers and customers. We also find out and discover Kelly's killer content creation and repurposing strategy and find out how you can identify what your business marketing superpowers are. So join me in conversation with Kelly Teasdale from marketmyproduct.co.uk. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Business Mastermind podcast. And I'm really excited today to be here with Kelly Teasdale. Kelly, uh, businesses market my product, so brilliantly entitled, does what it says on the tin. Uh, well, before I explain it, I don't think I could do anywhere near as good a job as explaining as you do yourself. So Kelly, give us a bit of background about what you do and then also um, the history, how you come to be at this place where you've worked. Yeah, so I, so first of all, hi everyone. So I'm Kelly, Kelly Teasdale. I'm a marketing expert. I've been in the industry now for 18, just over 18 years. Um, started actually in PR, so um, where it came to London straight after the back of uni and went into working some PR agencies, doing some personal PR, some personal branding PR, and then moved into full service marketing agencies. So I spent like the first 13 years of my career working in marketing agencies and working with some really big brand clients like Coca-Cola, um, Samsung, Johnson & Johnson. GSK. Um, so I did that for a while, 13 years, traveled around, moved to New York, spent some time uh, in Brussels, in Barcelona. So I really lived the kind of marketing agency creative life. Wow. Uh, and then I thought, you know, I, I should probably go and experience the other side of this and go in-house. So then I went to uh, Big Pharma, actually. I went to AstraZeneca in a head of comms and marketing role there, spent a couple of years at, at AstraZeneca, helping them uh, market their portfolios and, and, and products. And then whilst I was at AstraZeneca, a friend of mine took me along to a, a digital marketing event. Really? A three-day digital marketing event and said, oh, just come, come and see what it's all about. And I totally wasn't in the entrepreneur space at all. I was very much living the corporate life. And if I'm honest, a bit burnt out from long haul right. flights every second week. And, I bet. Um, and I remember going to this digital marketing seminar. It's like opening a door on a yeah. whole new world. And sitting there, but not in a good way, to be honest. Because, oh, really? Well, no, because I was sat there and I thought, this isn't how you grow a business. Like, wow. this isn't the truth or the reality of how you grow a business. And wow. like what I talk a lot about, and we probably will touch on like during this interview, is, you know, I feel really strongly against the whole 
you know, I'm a multimillionaire and you can do it too. And I think, you know, don't get me wrong, there were people a decade ago who came into the internet space and were able to take advantage of that trend and curve For sure. at a time when, you know, information wasn't as available as it is now, where there were Absolutely. fewer people doing it, where they were moving into the online space. But the reality of growing a business is so far removed from I'm going to teach you how to create a website. I'm going to teach you how to put together a great video. I'm even going to teach you how to do a great Facebook ad. Now, you know, all of those things are great skills to have, but they're not what really helps you grow a business is two things. One, strategy and two, content and value. So if you think about it, you can know how to do a Facebook ad. You can know how to create a website. But if you don't put the right content and messaging and you don't have the right strategy on those channels, your business ain't going to grow or do anything. Like nothing is going to happen because they're technical channel, tactical skills. So I remember sitting in this in this seminar going, no, like that is part of the of the marketing and business growth story. But actually, if you think about it, it's right at the end. Like yep. there's so much work that you need to do first. And actually, that's where all the value and energy is. Like people don't buy the fact that you can put a great video out. I mean, there are people massively successful on YouTube who've taught themselves from their bedroom. Like that's yeah, not where the value with is. With their smartphone. Yeah, it's in the product development and in how you package it. So I was like, oh, there's a real opportunity here for me to come into the small business uh, place and start working with entrepreneurs and teach them everything that I know in a way that's really practical and helpful. So I, I didn't jump straight out. I wasn't that brave. I went down to three days a week and uh, stayed in corporate for three days and then came into the SME space and started working with small business owners, basically translating everything that I learned into corporate into the small business marketplace. So that's when I set up Market My Product. And, and how did that land? As in, it landed in the world of the small business owner. So we were having this conversation actually earlier and I, much better than I thought it was going to, I think... Part of me had reservations like, will they actually get this? Because when you're in corporate, there's a language and a terminology that and acronyms and stuff that everyone gets that aren't necessarily used in the small business sure. uh, space. But I was pretty lucky because I had a lot of entrepreneurial friends and people who had small businesses that I road tested a lot of stuff with. So I kind of brought my content to them and was like, does this make sense? Like, does this work for you? And I spent a lot of time with them tweaking the content and actually the, yeah, the first reaction was huge. It was like, oh, we get it. This makes sense. Because I think a lot of the way things were done in the digital marketing world has been around a product sell. And uh, that product sell, is, they're, they're giving content, they're adding value through, perceived value through content towards the delivery of a product, sell of a product rather. And that is a disjointed individual product as opposed to where's the overall strategy these are individual mm. tactics or tools that help you get there but where where's it heading where's the overall strategy yeah and i think pe what people forget and what you have to realize is, is that particularly in this marketplace products are products and there's always going to be tons of the same products available okay. it's very very rare to come to market with something that's truly innovative People think they're being innovative, but it's it's fairly rare. Yeah. So in that marketplace, we're all here delivering the same sorts of products and services. What is the reason that someone is going to buy something from you or your business? Yes, the, the product or service needs to be of good quality, but actually it's about how you package it, how you sell it, how you're communicating to that target audience. It's the added value that you 
bring to the market around it. And, and increasingly, people are buying from businesses that have value, you know, strong values around things like sustainability and how they treat the people and all of those things. It's not as easy anymore as like, here's my product, here's the price, this is where I'm going to put it, people are going to buy it. Of course. Well, you've got a very, very busy, noisy market space, haven't you? Mm. So the scenario now is you come from corporate, you've got these SME business owners, they are run off their feet, they're juggling way too many balls. They now know that their business cannot survive on word of mouth marketing alone or and that they do need to do this whole thing called marketing. They dip the toe in, they get uh, kind of like bombarded with stuff. So what are the mistakes that these business owners are making mm. whereas they try to embark on the mar- – I'm doing air quotes here – but they try to embark <laughs> on doing the marketing piece for their business or, or even engaging members of their team or VAs to do the marketing piece? So the first – I, th- I think the first big mistake is like shiny new toy syndrome. So because the market is so crowded, there's a lot of people out there who are positioning themselves as experts. They c- tend to jump from coach to coach, um, also from platform to platform, but that's a tactical thing we'll talk about in a minute. They, they, they jump from coach to coach, from conference to workshops, and they're looking for the magic answer. Like, what's this one thing that's going to help me put everything into place and grow my business? Now, of course, the reality is it isn't one thing. It's kind of it's planning and it's sustained action over time. But the first mistake they normally make is that they'll spend 10000 on a course, 20000 with a coach, and then two, three, four months down the line, they take a step back and realize, well, actually, I'm not actually any further forward. And I bought into this idea. Okay, so now what am I going to go do next? That's the first big mistake. The second big mistake is is operating at a purely tactical level so channel hopping and that's basically all the stuff that we're talking about right now which is oh you know my friend's got a facebook group so i need a facebook group or you know i've heard that facebook ads is the latest craze therefore i need to do it oh then there's instagram yeah it's like what's the latest trend i should be jumping on and it's the back to front way of doing marketing because no two businesses or their marketing plans should ever look the same. And the whole point of marketing is that you communicate, firstly, what is different about your business and your business positioning. But secondly, you pick tactics that are right for your business right now based on where it's at and where your target audience is at. And so if you're purely operating at a tactic level without a strategy, you're wasting a lot of time and a lot of money, most definitely going around in circles and not growing your business. Okay. Because everything doesn't stack up. Like a marketing strategy is about, this is the reality of where I am. Yes. This is what I'm trying to sell. This is what my competition is up to. This is who my target audience is. This is where I want to get to. And strategically, this is how I'm going to navigate my way through. Therefore, I'm going to communicate these three things in these three ways. And therefore, it makes sense for me to choose these tactics. Does okay. that make sense? So the choice of platform is a tactical choice. 100%. Right. 100%. And, and a lot of that will depend on your target demographic of, who, uh, of your customer avatar. It's like, where are, where are your customers? Where are they hanging out? But also, where is your business at? Like, I have people come to me and, and say, you know, I launched my business on Friday and on Monday I launched a group and no one's really buying and I'm like well you don't have you don't have an audience yet like you can't jump straight into having a Facebook group without doing all the nurturing and have doing all the organic stuff 
beforehand. Of course. So it's very much about one, where is your target audience hanging out on, but where are you on that journey and what is right for your business tactically at that time? And the big thing that comes here that I see a huge amount of is this copy me. Right. Phenomenon. It's kind of, and it's it's not helped, to be honest, by the fact that there are some fairly big players in the marketing space who will do things like, well, I've held a massive event and I made three million. I'm just making these numbers up, by the way. I'm just, you know, but I made three million. Here's my USB stick. Go and do it. Like, yeah, yeah, it doesn't idea. work that way. You know, it just doesn't work that way. And so, for me, when I'm working with businesses, I'm always looking for like, how do we do things differently? How do we differentiate ourselves? How do we differentiate you in the marketplace? Because in a crowded, noisy, noisy, noisy world, that's what people want. They want something that's different, that speaks specifically to them. And you know what? If your mate held an event 12 months ago, that event's already happened and gone. Like, to, like doesn't mean that those same people are going to come back and do it again, unless it's right for them from a messaging point of view. And you just never want to be copying anyone else because it's already been done. <laughs> so as I'm listening to you, um, it's sounding very much more like you've got to get the strategy right, but that sounds like a kind of one-on-one intervention. Is there, is there a process, is there a step-by-step kind of system that mm. you work with with small business owners that somebody listening to this could jot some bullet points down and some headings and at least start the thought process yeah. towards getting clarity around a marketing strategy? So the first thing that business owners don't like to do because it's not very pleasant, is face the realities of where they're at and some of their weaknesses in a marketplace. Okay. Uh, their products and just themselves and the resources that they have. So, so could you just elaborate what you mean by weaknesses in the marketplace? So so the first thing so the first thing I would normally do is get business owners to do some market research, which I'll talk to you about in a minute. But that then goes into a SWOT analysis. Yep. So you know the basic business SWOT yep. analysis. So if you do a SWOT analysis for a business, you have strengths weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Yes. So strengths and weaknesses are those things that are internal to the business. So yes. resources, personal skill sets, whatever it might be. Opportunities and threats are the things that are external to the business out in the marketplace. Yep. So that might be competition, it might be, you know, market trends, whatever. What a lot of small business owners, because I think a lot of small businesses are passion-led businesses, they're mm. like, oh, this is my passion or this is my hobby and I really want to do this, which is a great thing, by the way. But what sometimes comes with that is tunnel vision. Yep. And it's Absolutely. this whole, but I want to get this out to the world and I really believe in it and I'm passionate about it, therefore it has to work. And so I see a lot of businesses going away sitting in their home offices, whatever, creating stuff, then coming to market and praying to God that there is a market for it. And it's just not the way to market or grow a business. For sure. Um, so when I say like the reality is what the SWOT analysis does is it kind of forces you to say, you know what? We generally aren't good in these areas and our competition is or, you know, but we have these strengths. Therefore, we're going to play to that in our marketing and how we position and grow this business. Um, so something like a basic SWOT analysis is a really good way of saying, right, let's just take a step back here and think about, because right, the smartest people, the way that you're going to win is one, face the reality and two, then be strategic about how you get through and get through that noisy marketplace to where you want to go. Absolutely. So you mentioned about um, market research, mm. um, those two words. Uh, they fill bit. you with horror. Yeah, they do actually. <laughs> where do I start? You know, what do I put into Google? Do I get on my, you know, uh, wear some shoot leather out going around a sort of local geographical area? So how, where does somebody start with market research? So here's the thing, right? So also people, 
feel like I mean like go and spend thousands of pounds with a market research agency in it, which is what they do in corporate obviously but it isn't and for me I say like literally spend half a day with good old Google that's right. literally all you need and try and I love that good old good Google. old Google Dr. Google and figure out like some t- three or four key points that answer like the following questions one, what is my competition up to? So, you know, jump onto their websites, have a look. Um, how they position themselves, what are they selling, what are they doing? Two, what are the big marketplace trends? So where are things going? Um, you know, what's not working, what is working? Three, how are my customers buying or what are they already buying? Yeah. And then four, the one I love that people always think is really random, but it's totally not, is to... Uh, type in your business, so like uh, Marketing UK, and hit Google News. What that will do is take you to like recent press releases and coverage of your business industry. And it will show you, if you're interested in getting PR coverage and, you know, visibility, personal PR and stuff, it will show you the kinds of topics that businesses are talking in, that journalists are interested in, and it just kind of gives you this whole pad of information that you can use for your marketing plan. So literally, something as basic as what are the main market trends? What are my customers doing? What are the competition up to? And how are journalists covering my type of business? We'll give you a really, really good, basic, but good sense of and what's would you, going on. Would you put a geographical constraint to that? Would you say their, their local region from where they're operating or would it be national to the UK? I would go national with this yep. because it gives you a broader depth. The thing with local is you're not going to get a real sense of and most most businesses even if they start local and we'll do some geographic kind of targeting ads and stuff want to be national um so i would go national with so some people listening to this will really know very clearly who their competitors are in the marketplace mm. others may only know a portion of their competitors mm. uh, uh, any tips about how you can get a fuller picture of the the landscape and the competitive landscape that you're operating in. Yeah, I mean, other than doing a Google search, I would ask. So if you have target customers, I would ask the question, like, who are you buying stuff from right, right. now? Yeah. Who are you um, Who are you working with? And very often you'll get that. That is actually a massive, is a really good tip. I'm glad you said that because I wasn't about to say it, but I am now, is um, customer centricity. At, what do you mean by that? So uh, revolving your business genuinely around customer needs and I mean from a product development point of view, but also a marketing point of view. Love that. So if you look at major success stories, Amazon is always the one I refer to because everyone knows it. Um, the whole Amazon, like, you know, number one business in the world, richest man in the world, completely driven from a customer-centric strategy. Their whole strategy at Amazon has always been what do our customers want? How do we get it to them? Now, okay, that's very big play and a very corporate environment. But all of the businesses that I have worked with that have done super, super well have been customer-centric businesses. And what I mean by that is they're super close to their target audience. Like they know what their pain points are, what their needs are. They have feedback on their products and services. They're constantly creating from a, a place of knowledge not oh this is what I want to do and then I hope there's an audience for it and so for me if you're serious about growth 
and you don't have huge amount of resources, the best thing you can do is stay super close to your target audience because they're, they're going to give you all the information you need, and right? Practically, what does that look like? How would the business... Pick up the phone to them, yeah. have coffee with them, like talk to them. Um, I run a coaching program uh, with someone else in the industry and even people that don't buy from us, one of us will normally jump on the phone to and have a follow-up call with and just learn like what are their challenges right now? What's going on? Why wasn't this right for you right now? Because every single conversation you have is going to help you for the next. And that, and that speaks to another word in marketing is around relevance. Yeah. You're getting that data so that you are relevant in your product or your service is relevant in the marketplace. Yeah. I mean, for me, yeah, relevance basically comes from um, knowing their needs, knowing your customer audience needs and developing stuff that they're going to want from a product level and then communicating in a way that's going to resonate with them. So the whole point of creating a customer avatar so this comes back to being customer centric, is developing a one pager, which is like, this is my customer, this is how they think, this is how they buy, this is what they're interested in. The whole point of that is that the marketing content you create then speaks to that person. Hmm. So most, a lot of people use customer avatars right now. A lot of them are creating uh, customer avatars and then putting them to one side. Um, and not using them in the marketing content. And so that's the key thing, is making sure you're actually using them to create your marketing content. Okay, so we've covered the, the problems. Can we just recap them? There's four key areas that you see as problems which a business owners make. Mm -hmm. Then we went on to talk about market research, uh, about what needs to be done. And then I want us to move on to, okay, some practical steps that anybody listening can take. So just a recap of the, the, the key mistakes you see business owners so the key, make. The key mistakes are um, shiny new toy syndrome, uh, operating at a tactical level, not a strategic level. Uh, the copy me syndrome, which is basically copying other businesses rather than differentiating yourself and, and, and trying to be something different in the marketplace. The other one we haven't talked about is content creation. Oh yes, go shoot, tell me about that. So, um, uh, so the problem with content creation. So yeah, so I see a lot of business owners who are stuck in overwhelm with content. So they are spending 80% of their time, like somebody somewhere has told them that content is king. I can't remember who that was. It was a famous person. Was it like... Uh, it's everywhere. Yeah, yeah, Everybody yeah. talks about content is good. I don't know who said this because it's like really... But what, it's a nice thing to say at the time and I get where... Well, do you know what it's doing with me? I think is it was it Bill Gates, you know. It, really? I, uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to giggle it. And, yeah, yeah. And, 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 no doubt there'll be some comments uh, about who said that uh, content was king. But for me, that's put a level of... Um, I don't know the phrase is performance anxiety, but a level of content... Uh, frequency, I must get content out, I must get content out. And I've been concerned of being tempted to go for volume, you know, quantity over quality, where you're going to re-educate me about this then. Yeah, so most of the people come to me, they're like, yeah, 80% of the time I'm trying to create content because I know that content is king and I need to get my message out there. You are probably wasting a lot of time and energy doing stuff that you don't need to do. And actually, the big problem that I see, the big mistakes with business owners, is they're spending all that time in creating content. By the time they're finished, they're exhausted and they never use the content. And then they forget about it and then they go off and create something else. So what we use is a, is a content planning model with our clients that basically forces them to repurpose content. 
So you started off by saying a lot of people spend 80% of the time creating content. And I, 20% promoting. So something tells me you're going to flip it around. That's right exactly now. what we do. That's exactly what we so, do. So 20% creating, 80% promoting. So you, just before we start press record, quickly rattle through what you do in terms of content creation. And um, just describe what happened to my facial expression as you went through it. <laughs> Your jaw dropped on the table. <laughs> so, come on, let's go through it. What, what is it that you do? Because so it this, blew my mind. So this is basically what I do um, uh, with my business partner for our business as well and for all the businesses that we work with. We will, so I'll just run you through a week. Basically, on a Monday, we go live for three to five minutes and we deliver educational content to our target audience. Live where? Uh, Facebook. Live on Facebook. So right. this is literally just us having a little chat, sharing what we know. Obviously, it's junior, so it's good content. Of course. Um, just interestingly, though, what's your inspiration for what you're going to talk about in that three to five minute live? It, sometimes it's just a teach, so something that has come up during the week that a business owner right. might have asked, or it might be something that's topical, so yeah. like one of the platforms are doing something or whatever. Okay. Um, then, so that goes live on the Monday. As soon as that live finishes, that video gets sent to Rev.com. It's not an ad, but that's just how it works. And Rev.com will add both captions and do a transcript of that Facebook Live. Okay. We take the audio out of the video and put it on a podcast on the Tuesday. On a Wednesday, we uh, will take the video from Facebook and put it on the YouTube channel, so it feeds through that channel. Whilst that is happening, my uh, VA will have taken the transcript from Monday's video and helped me turn it into a blog post, Brilliant. which also then gets put out as a blog on the Thursday. And on the Friday, that content gets repurposed and goes out on the newsletter. So to basically, yes. Yeah, so basically, what we're doing is we're using one piece of five-minute content delivered fairly easily and we are repurposing it and then showing up on all so are all your channels. podcast episodes just like three to five minutes long um well we have a, we have a, we have two basically we have one that's like top tips yeah. which is that content and then we have a broader monthly where we'll sit down and matt and i have a chat and we do a fantastic broader, broader teach but the point is like you can repurpose what you have so that's really time efficient three to five minutes at the beginning of the week gets repurposed five different or four further times across the week yeah and you're covering all the social media channels and you're capturing people in the, and that's that one way. piece of content and, and that's right. how you should that's how you should be operating particularly if you're a small business right we don't have the time we're all busy doing the actual Absolutely. job um so that's 20 percent of time on content content creation and 80 percent of time promoting. On, on promoting great on, on uh that's not 80 percent of your time as a no, business no, 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 owner, no. but in yeah. terms of the time spent on content yeah great so um I have the privilege of seeing uh, uh, your computer screen here at the moment, and there's a, a really enticing uh, strap line, test your business marketing superpowers. So tell me about that. So in all the time that I've been working with businesses, like large and small, every side, like having been in an industry for a long time, I think you get to the point where you see trends and yep. behaviors and, and just things emerging that you realize, ah, oh, this is what works and this is what doesn't. And I realized about 12 months ago that all of the businesses that I've worked with, regardless of size, the ones that have been super successful in terms of growth were had kind of eight skills or behaviors or were behaving in a way that was basically aligned with each other. So they were they had, you know, they were aware of PR and the power of PR and what that can do for their business. They uh, were aware of digital marketing, but at the same time, recognize that, that digital marketing, any digital marketing is just a channel. 
they also you know had strategy within their business so it was basically these eight like factors skills behaviors that came together that for me if you're super serious about growing your business regardless of size you need to have an awareness of these eight areas and the basic skill set so number one content creation so content creation which we've talked a little bit about we have pr and the power of pr i mean it's really people small businesses forget about pr but it's super cheap it's cheaper than cheap it's free so why wouldn't you leverage pr but also pr as a mindset is really important for growth three digital marketing Four is analytics, and by analytics, I mean uh, market research, but also measuring everything that you're doing in the marketing space. Test and measure. Customer centricity, which we've touched on. Creativity, again, a lot of businesses are lacking creativity in their marketing. Strategy, which we've talked about, and then operational planning. Great. So those are the kind of eight key areas. So yes, I developed a model, which is the, the, the business marketing superpowers model. And basically what I say is anyone that works with me I will help them to develop these superpowers to make sure that their business grows within the time frame of you know us working together. Fantastic, them and all key members of their team. Exactly, yeah. So, um, if somebody wants to have a look at the the questionnaire, the checklist, the yeah. So yeah, there's basically a quiz, so you can go on right now to marketingsuperpowers.co.uk and test yourself. It's literally a, it's a it's a eight question quiz. Test yourself. And be honest with yourself about your strengths and weaknesses in each of those areas. So it will ask you questions like, do you do this in your business? Have you thought about this? You literally scale yourself. And then at the end of that, you get sent a report, which is, right, this is where you're at in your marketing superpowers journey. And this is where you need to go next. And there's also eight free, uh, I call them cheat sheets, uh, that will help you develop skills and behaviours and mindsets in each of those areas. So it's marketingsuperpowers.co.uk and you can literally just go and see how you fare right now in terms of your, your superpowers. Fantastic. <laughs> now, uh, I just want to sort of dip, dip back into the world of uh, copycat stuff in a world where they can get overwhelmed around content. I don't want to oversimplify what you do, but if there was one thing that a listener to this could go away and do differently on the marketing front in their business, what would your top tip be? What would it be? Oh, do you know what it is? And it's really basic, but it drives me crazy that people don't do this. Before you do any kind of marketing, once you've got your strategy done, and before you even start content creation, get one sheet of paper and and list out your business key messages. And it's just literally bulleted sentences about this is my business this is how I'm different. This is how what I have to offer. This is why you should work for me. And it's a really simple thing. And you'd think that people would always do that, but they don't. And so what tends to happen is, like, I see a lot of schizophrenic marketing. So <laughs> I will go onto to someone's website or onto their social media yeah. handle, and I spend an hour looking at their contents and their assets, and I still don't know what they do. Right. Because people lose sight of... But, but I see that time and time again where individuals in their business, um, they're very good at what they're doing, but they, they've got so well practiced, it's almost become subconscious. And you ask someone to articulate, how am I different? What is it? What is your superpower? What makes you stand out? And they really struggle to articulate it. Yeah. So what's the top tip to help them articulate that? So what I literally say to people... Go and look at all of your, like, find out the top three or four competitor websites, figure out who they are, go, and then come back to me with a list of how you're different from all of them. 
that's what Simple I want to know. I don't care about what you do that's the same. Yeah. I want to know what's different yeah. because that's then we have something we can really work with. Brilliant. So that top tip really is getting clear, list of bullet points on what your business message, your marketing message is, what your business yeah. messages are all about. Yeah. Kelly, fascinating. And <laughs> you're a mine of information, but just it's a little bit cruel for me maybe to put you on the spot, but what is your marketing or superpower? My personal one, yeah. 100% marketing strategy. Right. I mean, I can do it all, right? Of course. But, but my, my number one superpower, 100%, is marketing strategy because I have seen businesses thrive through doing something as simple as figuring out where they are and where they want to get to and how marketing can help them do that at a strategic level, which therefore means they make the right tactical choices. And the minute you start making the right tactical choices, everything changes. And what I love about this is the sense I'm getting that once you've got the strategy clear and understood, you get rid of some of the overwhelm that's associated. How many times do I go on Instagram? What do I do on Facebook? Oh, well, LinkedIn's really getting traction. Those become tactical questions that you can deal with by reference to the strategy. 100%. You can literally go, does that support my strategy right now? No, Great. then I shouldn't be doing it. So it's a filtering out system as well. Great. So if anybody wants to find out more about you and your superpower in terms of your marketing strategy, where do they go? So you can either go to kellyteasdale.com or you can go to market my product. So kellyteasdale.com is the is my main website. It's where I do most of my kind of coaching conversations. People can book a call with me or whatever from there. And then uh, market my product is the like agency done for you type uh, service. So either of those. Teasdale spelt T-E-A-S-D-A-L-E. Yeah. Kelly It links through to market my product anyway. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time today. And uh, well, I know there's a huge amount of value, not only within this podcast, but within the website and the uh, go and check out um, product, marketmyproduct.co.uk. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. No, uh, the question now. Oh, the, um, quiz, marketing the quiz superpowers. is at marketingsuperpowers.co.uk. But if they go to my website, they'll, li- they'll see them anyway. Fantastic. Kelly, thank you very much. You're welcome. This episode of the Business Mastermind is brought to you by the Evolve Mastermind. The Evolve Mastermind is a business mastermind for business owners of businesses turning over between 500,000 and 5 million per annum. Their monthly events provide you with solutions, strategies, inspiration and insights to help you scale and grow your business. Each month there's a hand-picked speaker to provide you with relevant strategies plus time to mastermind with other business owners on issues that are facing you and your business. With groups in Chelmsford in Essex and Manchester in the Northwest and more locations planned, go to www.the-evolve-mastermind.co.uk. That's www.the-evolve-mastermind.co.uk. You've been listening to the Business Mastermind podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate and review so that more people like you can get their business back on their own terms, enjoy more success and create more impact.